Hey there, Jed Corbin is here with uh, Cody Skolkstead. And this is episode two of Off the Cuff. Uh, this one is a little premeditated um, because it's a pretty important message that uh, I'm going to go with past tense on this and say, you know, if you're listening to this right now, you have probably heard Cody tell his story somewhere, somehow, sometime, and <laughs> right, and uh, and now we're gonna get to a very unedited version, the real story. Would you call it that? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even. I don't know which other way to Best call of my it. Recollection there we go. Know, yeah. One that uh, maybe you can't say exactly in schools, <clears throat> but it's just the the truest version without a filter that's maybe what we can go yeah, yeah there's yeah. no filter just here <laughs> go it's fucking it. different every time right yeah i don't know fucking it yeah well that's exactly right there yeah no i got it right i also uh apologize early on i got terrible language uh yeah but yeah fuck it <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know man i guess uh we got to start it somewhere i mean my childhood is pretty sweet I don't know. Pretty typical, I would think. You know, everything in camping, everything like that. You know, shit. I don't know, man. I mean, the the childhood, pretty typical stuff. Yeah. You know, I had a sister. Fucking grew to love her. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not always that way. We used to fuck, you know, fight like we would. I was she's five years older than me, so of course that's gonna. There's gonna be that age part, right. you know, where there's gonna be conflict, is like all hell, but. Yeah, I don't know, man. We worked all that, worked all that out, and then, uh, but like everything was pretty typical all the way up until I was about eight. Now it was a week before my eighth birthday. My fucking my old man passed away from a pretty like his arteries clogged up. So whatever the hell, like if that's a heart attack, I guess. True. I, I don't know if that's what it would call it or whatever. Did it stop in his heart or like was it clogged yeah, in like, his heart? It was clogged right in like one of the main arteries coming oh. in or whatever, like. Uh, Cholesterol. He had high cholesterol and shit and all that stuff too. But yeah, so once that happened, I don't know. I I I don't remember a whole lot from my childhood just because I'm fucking young and fried most of that stuff out in my brain. But I do, however, remember that day just because uh, I it's not like uh, his best friend Spongehead was coming through. That's probably gonna be the one of the well. That's a nickname, so I don't feel I'm not trying to use names, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, so he he went through into his uh, to see him, and I followed him, and I wasn't really supposed to, but I seen him, and I shit you not, when I like, if you could uh, like picture like a human Smurf, that's what he looked like. It was like he was that that blue, like no uh, blood running through his yeah, body, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I remember that pretty vividly, and that uh, a lot of. A lot of the credit for my, for my me being so fucked up has been accredited to that. But I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you that for sure. But so it affected you hard. I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I didn't cry for a long time. I know that. Yeah. Uh, it was like two years after, and then finally it just crushed me one day. I don't know. But uh, yeah. What, what was that then? What was what happened on that day? I don't know. I think it was just me and my mom in a car driving. I just remember, I don't know, we were driving, and I just fucking, finally, I don't know, I just teared up. I don't know if it was a song that triggered it on the radio or what the hell it was, but yeah, I finally just cried it out. 
Figured it out. And then randomly throughout, like, the teens and shit, randomly something would trigger it, you know. But nowadays, I I mean, I, I give a fuck, but I, I can talk about it. It's not a big thing to me anymore, but... Right. It's been twenty years, you know. Right. Oh, shit, right. if you're still. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not hung up over something twenty years ago now, especially. I don't know, especially because of all the dumb shit I've done too. I don't want to think about it. It's kind of like dying. <laughs> like when right. you've almost died so many times, it's just like fuck it. I, that shit don't keep me up at night anymore. Right. But uh, so yeah, and then like I don't know through my teens, high school and stuff, I always did pretty fucking good in school, you know. I was always pretty decently smart anyway. What was your, I mean, taking tests, your GPA, yeah. what was that? Oh, fuck, I don't know what the GPA was. Probably early on, I just know that I caught on to shit quick, but. Right, but I, I mean that, like B's, C's. Yeah, yeah, when high school, yeah. I just winged it every day, just going yeah. in there winging and it. still got some And was B's. always in B's, Biano, like Biano. So if I would have tried, maybe, you know. God, I tried my ass off was, in high school. I mean, school. I know oh. she ain't going to be... My mind pumped about that one because, you know, she always just asked me to try my best. You right, know? right. And I really wasn't. You know, I was just <laughs> And so, you got bees. Yeah, if I'd applied myself, you, you know, probably could have crushed it. But And then even the That's classes, awesome. I was always in the dumb classes, you know what I mean? Like the <laughs> just the easier ones. And then we would do that map testing and shit. And my scores would always be too high for that fucking class. And then... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah, fuck you. It was like, I'm not going to do trig. Right. Nothing right. in trig mm-hmm. is going to, I'm ever going to use that shit. I mean, hell no. I mean, I right. I barely know anything about that. I just know like uh, the metric system now because of drugs. Right. But, I, right. Uh, you know, so coasted through all that, did all that good stuff. And then, um, I don't know, I think it was like, I always had a really uh, shitty view of myself though. I guess, like real, like I always like was worried about my weight, I fucking my looks and all this shit, this stuff. I guess you know, going through puberty, you fucking you, people care about, right. but just real insecure, and then uh, like always, like even with uh, all the girls way back then, like seventh, eighth, fucking probably even in ninth grade, it was like friend zoned every single one of them, you know, straight to it, yeah, like yeah. boom, like it was never, it, well, and then I was. Really didn't. I mean, when I like the my adult years, I didn't like have a father. You know what I mean? To oh, like, sure. you know, I don't know how the fuck I, I turned out as manly as I did, <laughs> <laughs> which is still pretty weak. But yeah, so I don't know, man. And then uh, about ninth grade, though, coincidentally, started uh, I started selling drugs because I knew some of my friends that fucking liked the pain meds and whatnot. And uh, I mean, I I would always break bones anyway. I mean, I I was like averaging a bone or two bones a year there for a little while. Jeez, and that and, was boarding and yeah, well, yeah, snow skateboarding. Yeah. I don't think snowboarding took off until like probably later on in high school. Mm. I think I got into that a little later, but yeah, uh, skateboarding was a big one, and then just doing dumb shit when you're fucked up. But <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so I started selling pain meds, and then one day I don't know what the hell I ended up. I ended up doing a couple of them that I sold some to somebody and then they ended up giving me two for doing it or whatever for sell, for making the drive and making the whole deal happen. So then uh, that is pretty much it changed me forever. Like I, I, just, I just remember all the insecurities being gone, all the fucking, all my bullshit gone. Like I didn't give a shit anymore. So, you know, we went on from there. 
So like the feeling. Yeah, like just the 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 most like the numb feeling of not feeling anything was yeah. bombed me, and like it was weird because like no one sets out to be a drug addict like a drug addict you know, mm-hmm. but in a sense I was because I I've said it openly back I remember saying it in like high school and shit that. I wanted something to just like to uh, maintain on, like to do and maintain on, to keep that feeling alive, and so like in uh, in different words, I'm basically saying I want to be addicted to this mm-hmm. and only this, you know. Yeah. And it never really worked out that way. So then I found out that shit was fucking awesome, and I mean it wasn't at the time. I thought it was though. I mean it was, yeah. It, it just made me who I wanted to be for a couple weeks, and then. Mm-hmm. After that, you realize just kind of what you just did when you start getting sick and you don't even get high anymore. You're just doing them to not feel like ass, like to get through your day. So it's, like the physical pain. Yeah, like yeah. it just, it, it tears you apart, man. Like the coming off of opiates, especially like it's, yeah, you can't really do a whole lot. You're sick. It's a real sickness. And then you can't eat. No, nah, so that, that's probably why my weight always fluctuated was because when I'd go through sick days or whatever, I couldn't eat shit. Yeah. You know, so I'd just not eat because I felt like garbage, but didn't really stop there. So high school, now I'm selling drugs and doing drugs. So all the profit I'm making is now just kind of going into into my habit. And uh, my habit took off a little harder than all my friends. I was doing way more. And uh, at the time, anyway, a lot of them, eventually you know like we we all just did it too much but like for a little while there i think yeah it took off pretty rapid and then uh from there on out like we just started going into anything we could anything could fuck you up you know benzodiazepines to so like xanax and things of that nature adderalls and pretty much all spectrums sedatives and whatnot and yeah muscle relaxers even i think you know, because at the time when you have no tolerance, all that shit will mess you up kind of hardcore. They wouldn't do nothing to me now, but then right. they did. What, what, where were you? Like you're, so then you were in high school, then after high school. Well, like this was still in high this school. This is still, this is yeah, all like, in high school. Yeah, like when we really started getting into all spectrums of medications and whatnot. And this is, I mean, this is, we can probably say location, right? So this is like. Small town USA. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. This is, like, not very big at all. No. And uh, so that kind of went on. Jeez. And then... So all spectrums of that. And then, like, I hadn't even smoked weed yet, to be honest. Like, at the time... That was before? Yeah. Like, I I just was medications. Wow. And uh, all that jazz. And then, then I started smoking weed. And I really wasn't a fan right away. But then... Uh, we so yeah just and then then we started even before about our senior year we started doing a lot of blow so we were doing cocaine pretty regularly too this, this is, is all still before yeah high school so high like school. the whole weed gateway thing is yeah like fuck not with me stupid right? not with me I right? don't know yeah now, I'm I'm not saying it's not true right but I mean like you're the anomaly to yeah, that whole the pain assumption. meds pain meds booze and then. Weed were like the first three things, and then just random medications and whatnot sure. that would just get you nasty fucked up. And then methadone around that time, we started, you know, like Vicodin and stuff wasn't cutting it anymore. And this is still Jeez. before graduation. Yeah. So we were doing a lot of uh, uh, methadone, and it was like my my favorite thing in the world. Uh, we did it all the time. And then yeah, how like was, I said, how did you do it? I snored a lot of it. 
And then, so he just snored it. And then I'd like, uh, at the time, I probably, I wasn't eating that much of it, I guess. But because snorting, it still got you pretty, you know, loaded yeah. then. Yeah. But once the addiction gets so bad, like it, like, uh, like at, ultimately at the end of it, before I went to rehab, they wanted me to, I had to get to 80 milligrams a day and I was doing 300 and that's 30 of them. And I would eat 10 of them at a time, three times a day, you know? Wow. So that was, that was just that one med that wasn't considering like the oxys too, or the heroin at the time too. And like all that dumb shit. But heroin, obviously that, that wasn't that's... in high school. That, that oh, never okay. came through. Right, um, right. So then finally, like, I just remember, too, we were graduating, and a couple of my buddies were saying shit like, uh, it's graduation, you know, we're about to graduate, we should probably get off drugs, this and that. I'm like, you fucking dumb. <laughs> You're going to college, man. Like, you really think that's going to work out? Right. <laughs> you think you're going to be able to quit and go to college and not drama? I, was, I, I don't know, I was just a realist about it at the time, I think. Because we were just, I mean, if we weren't in school, we were getting fucked up one way or another. Right drinking and whatnot just small town shit you know i don't know fucking getting running from the cops parties and whatnot and doing this and that you know not to get incriminating i guess but right and then uh yeah man we graduate and uh i end up uh going to we were gonna i was going to alexandria and um that summer whatever like you know you have your open house and all that mm-hmm. shit and you get all that money and whatnot i didn't spend it all but uh, before I even went to Alex, I was buying Oxycontin like motherfucker. And finally, all of a sudden, I had a bunch of money where I could, you know. So I, I started buying, I was buying these 30 milligram, well, I guess it wasn't Oxycontin, but there were 30 milligram Roxas set, which oh, are geez. still very freaking potent shit, you know. Yeah. Very good. And uh, yeah, we were doing them like crazy too there for a little while. And then, I don't know, fentanyl was a thing too. Like uh, senior year, probably more more than any time in high school, doing that shit was nuts. And then um, yeah, how did you do that one? Those were pills. Yeah. No, fentanyl no. was. Uh, they came in patches. There was two oh, patches. One right. was just a stick on patch. Well, they yeah. both were stick on patches. Pain patch. Yeah, but yeah. one was like a. There was a jelly in it. Mm-hmm. And that jelly, you either ate it or fuck. And that that's sketchy as hell because how potent the shit is, you know. So you eat it. And then, you know, you kind of play the waiting game and you might not die. You might die, you might not die. Wow. You know, because it's so fucking yeah. potent, especially at that time. Right. It's not like it was really new how strong it was. I feel and, like people need to know that. You no. Know what I mean, like, well, this was and, before and, fentanyl was cool, you right, know, before right. it was a huge street drug and a right. problem. Well, I, I also, you know, I mean, that's why, I guess that's why I'm asking. I feel like people just need to know, like... <clears throat> like, it's been around forever, man. Yeah. It's just it just got popularized because uh, I I guess I was wrong. I don't know. I thought uh, most most of the fentanyl came from the cartels in Mexico, but I guess they started bringing it from China oh. like crazy. So I dang that's why my theory on that whole if the coronavirus thing is for real, it's right. gonna spread through that because right. it's it, it hits a main artery of the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, like the drug habit is huge right now. Right, but uh. Anyway, that's a different yeah. topic. Yeah. <laughs> that's me being a conspiracy theorist. But, uh, no, nah, then, uh, so yeah, we, I remember like the, I, that was, yeah, right in between going to college, I had a bunch of, uh, these 10 milligram oxys that were called endoset. I'm guessing it was just like a, a knockoff Percocet kind of thing, like the sure. generic Percocet. Yeah. 
but they were tens, they were bomb, they were great. And then um, I had a bag pretty much of just them crushed up with an asshole to Ritalin crushed up in oh, it. Oh, man. So it was like a speedball kind of, you yeah. know? And uh, yeah, you did a couple lines of that and you were freaking, you were on, you were done. But uh, I had a bunch of that on my way down to Alex and the, the night before, I, like the morning of we leaving to go, my sister stopped in. And I've already had a couple of interventions at this point. Like, uh, they had found my stash one time, my mom seen it, and they all kind of had their suspicions that I was on fucking drugs, because, you know, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. And then, uh, so, but, so Connie came in, and my phone died from my alarm, and I don't remember why, but, uh, I had all my, like, all my drugs just on the table with a pen tube sitting there, too, which is weird, because I never used pen tubes, I was just rolling dollar bills up, because... A pen tube is pretty incriminating, you know, when it's there's shit all over in it. Like, right. Yeah, so she ended up... The uh, dollar's already dirty. Yeah, right? and it was yeah. on the kid, the coffee table in the living room when I was in my room. And Connie had walked right by it, came in, and, like, woke me up or whatever. And it dawned on me, like, what the hell? I was like, oh, my God. So by the time I made it out there, the only thing she had in her hand was the pen tube. She mm. didn't even see the amount of... Uh, pain meds and shit that they were sitting on like yeah so i felt i mean i, I was pretty relieved there but mm. uh she still knew that there was drugs going on because of the pen tube so she might as well have found it all but right this way i got to at least keep it not be sick mm. so we went because i was going down to alex new territory i didn't you know what i mean right like i didn't you know you can't get too far away from your dealers or your suppliers and mm. But so we, so I had a good stash going down there and went down there and then, uh, it was pretty much the same thing. I was coming back and forth from Rosal a lot to bring, to grab methadone. I'd grab them by the hundreds and then I would usually, um, one of my plugs for them oxys, you know, we would, uh, we would meet like halfway, wow. you know, because, yeah. because uh, at the same time I'm leaving, but they're also losing money because I'm no Your longer selling my shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because like, that's how it pretty much was. I just charged a percentage. Yeah. And, you know, sold them and then gave the money back to them. And they would trust me. All these people trusting me with, like, dumb amounts of money. Like, two, wow. like two to five grand. And, like, I'm a high schooler, you know. But uh, so then we get down there and everything's going pretty well. But I mean, but um, that's pretty damn dangerous, though. What's that? Just here's a pile of money. Oh, yeah. For you to then... Yeah be stupid with it if you would have yeah no and a lot and, of times right. i i still owed money and in, into like like at the end of it you know and i had to go re-up or bring money back sure I, a huge chunk of my money still went with it even after my percentage i'd right. fucking just slaughter it and then um what right. we were down there and then we were doing a bunch of fentanyl at the time too it was there was patches down there and alex we got in with some people and because uh, we already knew people had lived there for a couple of years, okay. So it kind of worked out. The transition was smooth anyway. Yeah. And uh, like that's when we've learned you could smoke fentanyl, which is like, uh, so yeah, we would smoke the the hell out of it, and it would just, yeah, it was it would rock your world, and it was not, like you could tell how bad it was like for you. Yeah. But then, uh, so we were doing that a lot. But the guy that was bringing us that, ended up. Um, he was bringing back heroin one day and uh, we all just kind of pitched in little bits of money, you know, because we broke college kids. Sure. And yeah, I ended up with that. Like, uh, he probably went a couple times for us and then I ended up being able to 
um, go with one time, if I remember correctly, is how it went. But the guy who he was getting it from happened to be a Rozo kid, and we, we knew each other. So he knew he was fucked, and he was stomping on our shit. I know how much he was he was pinching our bags like crazy. So yeah. and that, that's like, at the time, that's a, that's a situation to get your ass beat. Yeah. So, uh, we kind of do that. And then I started doing all this stuff, I, you know, I was making them drives and then I ended up being able to, but at the time going through him, you needed so much money to get it. You know what I mean? So there was like a cap. They wouldn't like sell tiny, tiny amounts. Sure. But then in Alex at, no, in St. Cloud, yeah, St. Cloud, I started, I had a guy that you could bring pretty much 20 bucks to and it was game, but. So once again, to afford everything I do, I sold everything. So I would sell drugs. And then I started selling um, heroin, just bits in here and there, you know. And uh, like the people you start dealing with when you start getting into like the hard, hard drugs and uh, all that jazz. I guess the same person that I was doing, I was getting the heroin from. I also was getting blow too. So it was like the speedball thing. You know, those were like the two things that, Aside from the slew of pain medications, yeah. though, like for hard drugs, those are the two that I just gravitated towards until I started changing the blow to crack. Yeah. And then it got just weird. But, uh, why is that? Well, it's, crack's weird because you, you, the, you get strung out on crack, man. And you, you, it's weird. I think, like, like the difference between meth and crack, I feel, is like, like meth, I've seen people up for three, four days, and they're 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 starting to get kind of weird, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because the sleep deprivation. Right. Sure. But crack, I swear, twenty four hours of being strung out on that shit, and you are weird as hell. You're paranoid as fuck. You like you're out. You're like just looking out the fucking window every two minutes. You know it's it's weird. Mm. But when I I would kill that with the heroin, so it was oh. kind of like a dead even, like a dead in the middle type situation. Sure. But uh. Yeah, so we do all that, but then me selling it and shit, um, I had a lot of people close to me, like big friends, I guess, because I was selling the drugs that they wanted too, so kind of began to be a little thing, and then uh, fucking, you know, we I got robbed one night, I've, I I don't know what the hell, I, I passed out, when I passed out, I, I was out, yeah, I passed out, yeah. <laughs> like when you're doing downers all fucking day, yeah, you, when you go down, you go down. And uh, I ended up uh, getting robbed. I woke up with a towel like through my mouth or whatever, and a guy on each side of that towel, and it beat the hell out of me. And then uh, I think they only got they got a bunch of weed and shit, and then whatever have you. That whole thing passed too, and I never really rose hell about it. But Rogo, my that's once again a nickname. Good deal. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like my right hand man. He was a like one of my best friends down there. And uh, he took offense to it, and he was all pissy. But so we were always like kind of on edge, and no one else was in in Alex. Everyone else was gone. I think two of them were in the cities. Two of my roommates were in the cities, mm. and one was up here in Rosa when this happened too. So I don't know. They picked a perfect time, but uh, fucking. Then like what it was like the same people ended up uh, hitting another buddy too for the same type of shit, but. Yeah, like, so that right there, one of them had a gun, you know, we could have fucking... Yeah. There's been drug deals gone bad in, like, Oakdale, too, around the same time with that same friend who, sure. you know, we 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 got a gun put in her face over a case of beer one night. Like, wow. Like, what the fuck? So, yeah, and then with that, too, we're 
like the situation. I just reacted because someone opened the door. The guy had the gun in the car. Yeah. And like the somebody opened the door. So you could tell this guy was a rookie right off the rip because he turns his back turns away oh, from us. Yeah. And I shit canned it in reverse and that my the car, his hand was in the car, so he ended up hitting his hand and mm-hmm. the gun fell right in old Rogo's lap. Yeah. And uh like yeah, it was it was a fucked up ordeal there. And then um ended up getting fucking pistol whipped over that. Jeez. Yeah. It's fucking gross, man. <laughs> you never seen a pistol whipping. It's freaking gross. But uh, you got it. No, I didn't get pissed whipped. Oh. No, like he, the guy who tried robbing us did. Yeah. Yeah. Some dude. I don't know. Over a case of beer. Like what the fuck? It was like a case of beer and forty bucks. Because like, granted, he didn't know about the drugs that were in both of our pockets either, sure, which sure. was worth way more than that. But right. bro, you better pull the trigger at that right. point. I mean, at this point, when I was like fully addicted to heroin. Yeah, you you had to kill me. Yeah. You were not getting my fucking drugs. There was just wow. no way. I cared more about that than my life for yeah. sure. Because I knew that if uh, you took them, I'd want to die. So right. Yeah, and then it started getting to a point too where it was like uh, I was just almost dying all the fucking time. It seemed like I'd drop or overdose or something or another, or people would think I overdosed and they would narcan me with that damn nasal spray shit. Yeah. And every time I'd be pissed, you know, they would all think that was they were doing me a damn favor. But no, nah, fuck that. I was mad as hell. Right. I think maybe twice was warranted. I think there was probably, because I guess there was foam, you know, coming out oh, the old mouth. And like yeah. the telltale signs of, you know, me being gone. Right. Or else I'd be sitting there doing that one breath a minute type thing. Sure. Where it'd just be, you wouldn't even hear me breathe. And then just one deep, you know, one deep breath. And then I'll just right. hold on to that breath for like ever and then finally do it again it's when your body's just kind of on survival mode you know (laughs) all the other systems shut down yeah so it's like your body's running on the bare minimum of what it needs to to live right and through all this time too i'm fighting getting in fights and shit i got my head kicked off one time through this time too at the muddy boot yeah kick-ass little bar freda word up (laughs) fucking (laughs) knows where the muddy boot is that place is shit yeah um we were there all the time. But, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. There's, like, a bunch of, like, little side stories and shit, I guess, like, throughout this whole thing. I guess, like, I don't really know what, uh, like, what is, I don't know, relevant or whatever to, like, the grand scheme of things. But, like, uh, you know, like, the we fucking ended up breaking into a couple houses and shit, like, doing that thing. There was a time when um, I would... My my dealer gave me money to put on the heads of people who fucking beat the hell out of uh, me, <laughs> and just to you know like, and that shit was gruesome too because that shit actually happened, and people got mad hurt over it, and then because they beat you up. Yeah, well the money got put on their heads and people do weird shit for money, you know. So it was really? kind of not a hit, sure, because it wasn't meant to kill anybody, right? But to send a message for sure, yeah. you know. Yeah. They, and God damn it, they did. I think uh, I think two of them ended up in the hospital that I I didn't even have any control over it. Sure. But uh, I mean, I guess like the relevancy of like the message. Yeah. You know? Like, what's the? What do you think the message can be, should be, will be, whatever it is? You know, like in schools, you have to be a little bit audited. Right. 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 But what's the message to somebody who's like? Hey, they're probably. Either all the way in it, starting it in the middle, 
whether you're high school age, college age, middle age, you know, whatever well, like, it is. Like, what do you... Like, you know? from, like, kids, like, coming out of, like, a small town like this, I think especially because, like, a lot of this stuff is, like, fiction. You know, it's, like, movie sure. material type stuff that you don't think is real. Yeah. But that's what uh, you find out that people don't give a shit about you or your goddamn life. Yeah. And... And, like, the people you surround yourself with when you're so gone, so fucked up. Not only are the drugs dangerous in themselves, yeah. and the drugs themselves have almost killed me too many times to count, but the situations that you put yourself in while doing this stuff, yeah. and that you have to put yourself in to do this stuff. It's not like you can, I don't know, man, you can't not deal with the whole world of it. You know, like, you can't just dabble and get in grab your drugs and be gone like it just doesn't work that way it seems right it, you if you're gonna be a full addict you, you completely submerge yourself in that life and the, the entire world of it and it's it's a fucking dark place man not a whole lot of sunshine going on in it. right it's kinda so like nobody's <clears throat> trust you can't trust a fucking soul like not one person like you're always looking over your shoulder everyone's out to get out to every to get everybody right it's an unreal fucking existence, man. And then just knowing that uh, if you don't have this substance, and in my case, if you didn't have at least these four substances, like yeah. that life was going to be miserable, man. Yeah. Fucking miserable. It, like I used to call my mother just crying, you know? Like I would just, and for no reason. Like I wouldn't even have a reason to tell her. I would just tell her I was not happy because that was the truth of it. Sure. Like I was just breaking down all the goddamn time hated myself hated life and then like when it like drugs made me rich and poor all at the same time but it when I ended up being on the poor end of it like second semester and whatnot. meanwhile oh granted while this is going on I managed a 4.0 in college so suck my ass you know right? <laughs> like yeah that's like, awesome still that's dedication holy right there. shit but uh so I'm in uh, but when I started uh, crashing on couches and like living in my car like in St. Cloud because I just I started shooting up yeah like right around that second semester thing and I always was very vocal about like that shit didn't fly you know what's that like no shooting up in the house like that 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 was like the like step that none of us had taken or whatever like I just wasn't gonna allow it in the house like in Alex but um then I eventually got into it which sucked, but I got into it, and then, um, like, the track marks, I looked, started looking like hell, because I wasn't eating nothing, because I was just, pretty much, my whole body was just run on drugs, like heroin and coke, yeah. and then pain meds, and then, like, there were nights, too, like, I had to, uh, I would pay that, like, I'd have to pay a friend to, like, sit up with me and not let me go to sleep, because of, like, the combination of drugs that are in my system, like... I was afraid or terrified that I wasn't going to wake up, you know, because you go to sleep with like a bunch of uh, Xanax in your system with all these pain meds, like it shuts you down, like your involuntary senses will become voluntary. Right. And I don't know how to fucking pump my own heart. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. I, like, so you just fade away and die in your sleep. And I just didn't want to let that kind so of you, shit happen. You had the cognitive wherewithal to pay somebody to yeah. make sure that you're... Well, yeah, well, just to keep me awake, you know, because I was afraid once I fell asleep, I just wasn't going to wake up. And that happened a few times. A lot of times, too, there was nobody there. Like, I just had to do it on my own try 
and fail every fucking time because oh, you're okay. on that many downers, you know, when you're right. by yourself. So you eventually fell asleep. Yeah, I'd rock out and then wake up and just be like, oh, shit, all right, like fucking word, like, wow. another like, day. Yeah, right, like you truly did wake up and go, whoo. Yeah, well, no, I would I'd wake up always, every morning, you wake up feeling like complete hell until, well, you, no, until right. you get that first yeah. dose down and whatnot, start you're to evaluate. Waking up going, okay. So I'm at so, least alive. Yeah. There was no gratitude to be had. Yeah, right? no, not at all. And then fucking, and like, this wasn't even the darkest of it, I guess. I used to sit awake at night, like weekend benders in my room by myself, my door locked, just writing some of the most depressing shit you've ever seen. And then, uh, well, yeah, either way, eventually when I'm in, in uh, living out of the car kind of thing, coming back for periods of time when I didn't think I looked so bad, you know? Coming back to coming back to Alex and shit because oh, sure. I still I still come back and forth from Rosa every once in a while to yeah. uh, make them deals happen and shit and uh, and that always kept money kind of flowing somewhat for sure. me because sure. I found out in Alexandria at the time um, methadone was like forty bucks a pill and I was up here paying ten so wow yeah <laughs> like shit all right yeah no problem so. Really started making money to fund that whole fucking heroin habit and the the blow habit and shit. And, uh, yeah, so we did that for, like, a minute. And then we almost got robbed one night for all of them. Somehow they... Because one of the golden rules, you never let anybody know how much of anything you have. Sure. And somehow the word got out that I I was coming over to... Uh, and I was going to have a lot more than I was selling. And, yeah, I had a gun shoved in my face on that one. And I pretty much uh, told him to pull it. <laughs> it's like wow. fucking, I just, you, when you have a gun shoved down your throat, it's not that the gun's in your face. You got to look past the gun at the guy. Sure. Now, does his body language and does his posture tell you that he's about to pull this trigger? Right. And a lot of times it's no. But a lot of times out of fear, sometimes they, you know, the trigger gets pulled anyway. Yeah. But yeah, this guy didn't fucking, he didn't have the nuts. He wasn't about to get a murder charge over these methadone. And uh, so fucking, I, I just laughed at him, told him to pull it. And then that never happened. The situation got diffused. As soon as he looked, turned away, I smacked the gun and fucking buddy knocked him. And that was pretty much it. Wow. Yeah, we grabbed the shit. We actually robbed, well, <laughs> we turned the robbery into a robbery, I sure. guess. Because after the gun went in my face, we took everything that fucking guy had. Because fuck him. Right. You know, at the time you're cold. I don't. I didn't. Nowadays that shit. I'm. I'm paralyzed on the inside thinking about that shit now. Right. And then I was just so numbed up and like. Yeah, I mean, you almost didn't even say it. You, yeah. You know, like that little. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, you're like, like, oh wait. Like, uh, well, well, I guess that's what we yeah, call well, yeah, it. We, we ended up fucking what it was. Sure. The, the and, mind uh, wasn't. Yeah, well, he, he got what he had coming for sure. And yeah. Because it could have just been a robbery, but we fucking brutalized that guy. <laughs> but he put a gun in my face. Man. Right. I'm like, shit. I mean, I feel like you put, put a gun in anyone's face. What happens to you after that, that's fucking warranted, guy. Right. Like, it's a gun. Right. Like, it's like the Altman Ender. It's like, it pisses me off so much because once the gun comes out, it's like, okay, well, fuck yeah, you're cool. Yeah, like he's right. big man, you know, hiding man that yeah. damn gun. I'm like, I don't have a gun. Right. Put the shit away. Fight, fight me. And right. if you win, you fucking run me. You right. know, right. <laughs> like air me out, man. Exactly. But if you think you need that goddamn gun, I'm just pissed every mm-hmm. time. 
But, uh, yeah, so then, uh, Brown, you know, shit got hairy down there for a while. The shit we were doing and getting away with was unreal. I think ran from the cops about, like, fucking three, four times where we were definitely going to prison. And uh, I started doing this shit where I would just, uh, there were, like, jobs, right? Like, you would, uh, a lot of people don't have license, like, in the drug world, too, because the charges are just neglect or what have you, but... Oh, to, I, like, renew a license? Yeah, or, like, they lost their license because of this or that reason, or fucking oh. whatever, suspended licenses and Jeez. shit. Okay. But uh, I would drive around these some of these dealers, or, like, you would just get a call about a deal where you would drive somebody from, like, let's say, Alex to St. Cloud or St. Sure. Cloud to Alex, sure. and you got paid this much fucking drugs to do it. Oh, okay. You know, it was kind it of It wasn't like that. paid in money. It no, paid in it was drugs. paid in drugs, yeah. So, like, drugs is currency. Yeah, big time. It spends better, too. I mean, it, it was like, anytime I had money, I would just immediately put it into drugs because, like, if I could offer somebody a $20 bill for something they have... And they, they can tell me no every time, but then I offer them less amount, like less money worth, but just drugs. Yeah. And like $10 worth of this drug, they take it. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like it's... it's kind of like the Canadian exchange. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's weird because like, if, if they do drugs, man, like the, the $10 worth of drugs was way more valuable to them than the $20 because, you know... $20. Yeah. yeah. Like it's... Wow. That, or like if I needed a pack of cigarettes, I'd tell someone to buy me a pack of smokes and I'd get them high and boom. So it really, wow. it wasn't, it was better than money. You just couldn't go to the store and right, fucking right. think you're going to pay for anything. But It's the, that's such a double-edged sword because you got to get into that game. Yeah. No, yeah. And it's, do some shit that you say, probably It doesn't usually wouldn't. start there, you know right, what I mean? But right, right. You start, the further you go into it. Wow. And then I wouldn't even, I was selling a little bit of weed at the time, but not really because if you're selling drugs to get rich or like to support something like that we just ain't the drug yeah you know it's not a get rich quick scheme by any means that's nuts that there is such a difference yeah i mean we i mean you can make money you can make a decent living because weed's a good hustle like that but it's it's not it's just not the money maker man that's why for a gram of coke is like a 100 bucks and it's like that much you know like a gram of reefer is like fucking uh, 10, 15 bucks, but, sure. you know, so it's just not that much money in it, but, like, to make a lot of money, you got to sell a lot of it, and that's just, yeah. it was like, one, with 10 pounds, 10 times is like a million dollars or something like that, we had it figured out one time. <laughs> Holy smokes, yeah. though. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking grass, Jeez. but, so we, uh, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, so then we end up, uh, yeah, after all that shit, um, I end up ultimately coming, I graduate and all that hell, and I end up coming back to Rozo, and I had Graduate. A, graduated from college. So I graduated school. So I didn't know this. Yeah, I graduated college. In what? In concrete masonry. Like 4. a two-year? Four-year? No, it's just a year course, but I graduated 4.0, president's list with honors and all that shit. Yeah. No it's pretty shit. fucked up. How do I right? not know this? I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> Concrete's my Holy thing. shit. Um So you have a degree. I mean Yeah, like... te- yeah, technically speaking I do. I don't use it anymore because my fucking back gives out and I'm just shit my well, body's sure, fucked. But, but uh um, You don't you don't advertise that. No. That's no. nuts. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I've always been smarter than I give myself credit well, for. Well yeah, guess. like but uh 
Yeah, so then I graduate, and the family comes back down there and moves me back pretty rapid. It was like overnight, like boom. I had one more night there, and I pretty much did everything I could to get as much heroin and coke back to Rose as I could, so I didn't have to make these drives. But then I ended up having a friend who was kind of, I was trying to get off it anyway, but I I had a friend that was driving back and forth Um, anyway, because there was an indictment happening, and... uh, yeah, he ended up, he was kind of running from that. And uh, I ended up doing, I was just buying it from him. And then, fucking, I started dating this, I started dating someone at the time, my first, like, serious relationship. Yeah. And she kind of knew what she was getting herself into. Because if anyone from Rozo that was in the high school the same time as me, you knew I was on drugs. Yeah. So, yeah, we do that. And then, um, we started dating for a while and like the first month I think I threw up on the side of her car twice from doing too much Oof. fucking crack and heroin at the same time. Yeah. She didn't, I don't think she knew quite it was like that. Yeah. But, you know, she knew I was doing, but then she ended up calling me down because I was selling a lot of weed when I got back up here mm. and uh, the first time she's seen a quarter pound in a bag under my, under my seat, she fucking, she, she wasn't pumped about that. Huh. You know, because it, it looks like a lot of guests, but there was like four more of them at the house. Oh. So, you know, it's like she would, that freaked her out. So yeah. we kind of, I, I settled down on that. And then we were pretty much, me and her, she kept me pretty sane for the most part. Besides random drugs here and there, I was still doing dumb amounts of pain medication. But, you know, it was just the, the pills now. It wasn't the heroin and the needles and all that shit and fucking PCP and all that garbage. It was just essentially pain medication. But then yeah. um, fucking two years go by and everything was kind of calm like that. And, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, a lot of dumb shit. Still fucking doing dumb shit, but... Yeah. What's dumb shit? It, like, in a sense, compared to that, I think, like, the when I was in college and stuff, just, you know... Any time I was behind the wheel was pretty dumb because I'd nod out everywhere the fuck oh, I went okay. from pain meds and shit and doing fucking fentanyl like crazy. It's so much so that the same girlfriend said I could no longer do any drugs off foil because that's how I smoked fentanyl was off foil. Sure. Because she would just come in and I'd just be comatose, you know, fucking yeah. Indian leg with a piece of foil in my lap, like oh. nodded out bad. But, uh, and then there was a couple of my buddies who had just recently overdosed on the on fentanyl, so mm-hmm. it wasn't a good deal. But so then yeah, we do that for two years. Well, then she she up and leaves me for probably a bunch of reasons. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was just mainly more or less she was never free. Like her tenth, I think tenth through twelfth grade, like you know, of high school, mm-hmm. she was in a serious relationship. Yeah. She gets out of that relationship, and right before she goes to college, she gets in a relationship with me for two years. Sure. She never had that freedom, you know what I mean? Right. So I understand it now. At yeah. the time, fuck that. <laughs> I didn't understand shit. Yeah. I was dumb and in love and an idiot. And uh, But when she left me, it was like the worst good time. It was like the best worst time, because I, I had just a dumb amount of drugs on me. And I sat there and just pretty much did as much as I could for a minute. And then I had a buddy swing through town like two days later and he just left a gram of heroin on the table and left and like we he hung out for a while but then he left it there and I called him and told him you know like to come back and get it and uh because I wasn't going to pay for it and he just told me it was you know he's like ah whatever man so we'll make right on it sometime he's like go ahead it's yours 
So, yeah, and instantly I was driving a TR because uh, Walmart sold uh, needles. Sure. You know? Yeah. So we went down there. Well, I went down there by myself. I started, and then, boom, started shooting up again. And I was pretty much at this, probably the darkest point. Because as soon as I did the first time, I felt like the anger come back. Like, I felt like the person I was finally come back. And it was it was not a, it was not a good feeling because I felt like I was mad again. Yeah. Like I wasn't, I, it just wasn't me. And uh, so then uh, we would drive to Fargo all the time to get balls of heroin. Jeez. And like the heroin addicts that I was hanging out with or the people that would do heroin, they thought I had a problem because we would buy a ball and the next day I would have maybe fucking gram left whereas they would have three. You know, an eight ball, for those who don't know, is three yeah. and a half grams. Okay. So, yeah, they would do, like, half gram that night. I would do fucking, like, fucking two and a half, three grams of that shit a night. And, and even, w- like, other addicts were like, dude, you gotta, yeah, oh, you yeah. gotta no, turn I was it down a little. fucking crushing it. Like, yeah. maybe, okay, maybe it wasn't, like, it was probably more like, I was doing at least a gram and a half to two, that, like, in a, like, that span of time, anyway. But yeah, it was not good. That my ball of tar was way fucking smaller than theirs, and uh, yeah, so they they started getting worried and shit. And then I was just doing, and at this time too, I was very unhappy. So I was just doing anything and everything to not be, to just not be sick. Like, cause that sickness is the worst hell you've ever been through, man. It's just it's it's indescribable. Like only a drug addict who's gone through that type of sickness knows. Yeah. Like what the fuck why you do this to yourself because it's all self-inflicted man like every bit of it and uh you know it but it's just you can't quit it you just cannot for the life you get off the shit but uh so then fucking my uh yeah so then uh, i was i was even just taking acid daily uh but like at the time too i couldn't get decent blow anymore and I couldn't afford to keep going because I had to drive further for the blow than I did the heroin and I just said fuck that and around ro- around this town mm-hmm. is uh, meth everywhere you know yeah. it's, it's abundant so I started Jeez. supplementing you know instead of blow I was doing meth I never liked it but it I only did I just had to do it in the mornings and I wouldn't nod out all fucking day it right. just kind of gave my it kind of put me in a mid ground Bounce my heart off that rev limiter a little bit. Jeez. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, we keep going on from there. Um, I end up going to treatment. Well, I actually get caught. I get clipped um, with a good a good amount. Not my charges, not small amount of marijuana. Clipped. Yeah. I uh, I got a I got arrested. Oh. <laughs> I got caught. It's funny. First time I've ever heard that. Yeah. I got <laughs> I got caught. <laughs> I got caught um, right on fucking Main Street, man. I just picked up to... Uh, In town? Yeah, yeah, right on Main Street, right outside of uh, Legends. Mm. The bar, man, just fucking nailed me. <laughs> and uh, they knew everything, man. Yeah. But weeks prior to this, I was already looking at rehabs, and I never went. Man. I, didn't, I didn't trust my gut, so I guess I wasn't ready. Yeah. Then I get fucked with two felonies. I get felony uh, possession and felony sales. I was so off my fucking rocker, I admitted to selling it. Like, off off my head. Wow. And, uh, yeah, man. So, I ended up eating, once again, risking my life. Because I would have been up for a day, like, at least two days, speedballing off the heroin and meth. Yeah. And, 
fucking so I'd been up way too fucking long on the that them two the combo of the two the upper and the downer really fucks with you but so the, the as soon as he had rights to search my car because he found a pill bottle with weed residue in it so oh. he was gonna search my car and I knew it and he just walked back to his truck he said he'd be right back so I started eating everything I ate a dumb amount of heroin and a, uh, 10 more methadone and then I ate a quarter gram of meth. And I honestly oh, think the meth man. is what kept my heart beating. Right. You know? So that was another time where you don't give a shit about yourself. Right. You literally just don't want to face fucking... I mean, yeah. It was, I just didn't want to fucking get caught with all that shit. So that would have made it way Oh, worse. dude, it would have yeah. been hell. It would have yeah. sucked. But I compared to... I mean, it still sucked, but it, yeah, I still picked up two felonies, but I would have definitely been probably going to upstate for that one, Oof. you know, but uh, so yeah, then uh, once that happened, I debated on running on the charges for a while. Yeah. I was going to take off out of state and just not come back because my warrants would have been only surrounding states. Yeah. So as long as I made it, you know, a couple states away, sure. it would have been good. As long as I never stepped foot in Minnesota, we'd have been fine. And, and those don't ever go away. Well, the statute of limitations, it does work. But uh, the problem is you have to somehow, I don't know what it was. I remember reading something about it was like you have to be in the state for the entirety of it for it to limit out. So, like, I don't know if you have to, like, prove that you've been in the state that long and just never knew about it or whatever. You, I don't know how it yeah. works. Not a lawyer. Right. <laughs> but... Yeah, I know mine was about three years, my statute of limitations, and they waited about a year and a half before I was officially charged, and like, uh, well not charged, I guess I was put on state adjudication, because my first felonies somehow, somehow managed to never get caught with anything, and uh, yeah, so that was, I was put on three years probation, and then it was just whatever, I mean, it was fine, and then uh, I did that for about fucking for a while but I kept picking up probation violations man for this or that for use violations and shit and then yeah so that three years turned into about six to seven and uh and this is where like you're working is amazing yeah I was still doing all that shit and um well I was at Players for a good time too um during it because Players is actually who paid for me to go to fucking rehab so yeah after I picked these charges up uh, I, I take off and go to rehab instead of fleeing. I mm-hmm. went to rehab, which is only 28 days, which wasn't shit, but that was, at the time, that was the longest stint of sobriety I ever had. Sure. So, yeah, and I came Since back. Since what? Since when? Since I started drugs, probably. You and know. that was in high school? Yeah. It was like ninth, 10th grade. Which is 14? Fuck you, is it really? Well, 9th grade's 14, isn't it? Fuck, I don't know, man. Yeah, so, I mean, let's just say... Well, I was old for my grade, so I'd have been probably right. 15. Right, 15. Yeah. So, 15. 15 to when was rehab? Uh, 22. Wow. So yeah. Set seven hard years. Yeah, about 22. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so then uh, rehab was great, man. It was fucking great. I hated it, but, I mean, I got out, and I was stressed out about these fucking charges. 
because there was no way on God's beautiful green earth I was going to narc or, like, you know, I was going to take the charges on the chin. It was fucking weed. I knew that at the end of it, if I jumped through the hoops, I would get away with it. But yeah. I just couldn't get through the fucking hoops. Yeah. I was jumping through the court system for years and years and years. And then finally, uh, I don't know what the hell, I ended up finding that uh, synthetic heroin. I was like cleanish, cleanish, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Like cleanish and um, like just I was still smoking and drinking. Well, then once uh, out of rehab, I was smoking weed a lot. But then, and it actually helped me stay off of hard drugs. It really did. I, I contributed to it, but it was still I'm still an addict, you know. And then yeah. eventually, they once the reefer got taken because I got sentenced or whatever to my shit. I started using methadone again. I was just substituting shit that they... I was just ducking the piss test, essentially. Yeah. So I was doing methadone again. And then they eventually started testing for that. So then the drug addict in me is scrambling to try to find something else. Sure. And then we find... Um, uh, we found that, that fucking... That synthetic-ass heroin shit. And within three months of doing... The first time I did it, I knew I fucked up. I had not felt that since heroin. You know what I mean? Like, I just knew it definitely was going to end me. And, uh, you know, so I was doing that for about three months. All, I, I did heroin for a long time, and I usually shot up and, you know, like, it, it destroys my, it's destroyed my arms, and I had abscesses and shit, but it wasn't, like, that rapid, yeah. you know. Three months, my entire body, every vein that I had, like my my arms were both swollen to shit, uh, all the veins in them were gone. That my I was into my legs at this point too, and those were fucking gone. My feet were gone. Jeez. I did that shit for a solid year, year and a half maybe, and by the end of it, uh, I had had an abscess on my neck that blew up. I had a fucking multiple all over my legs where I had to drain them myself collapsed almost every vein in my goddamn body. I even shot up in my eyelid. Uh, shot up in my freaking in my dick. Almost lost that because of it. I shot up everywhere you can imagine. And, uh, yeah, so it got pretty dark there for a while. And that, this, the, the withdrawal from this particular shit, because it's an antidepressant that binds to your opiate sensor. So essentially it's like heroin, but it's also coming off of it, you're also coming off an antidepressant where right. if anyone knows what it's like to come off that shit, that is mentally, like, it'll mess you up. So, whatever, all that shit. So I, I couldn't come off it. I'd just be throwing up everywhere and like I couldn't move, I couldn't work, I couldn't do nothing. I was always a functioning addict up until this shit. And, well, in heroin at the end of it, but yeah, no. So this shit completely crippled the guy. And, uh, like, uh, the lengths you would go, like, uh, I, yeah, like I said, I shot my eyelid, like my forehead, my face, all over my face I was shooting up. And uh, it didn't matter at all. And then uh, once I couldn't do that anymore to cure the sickness, I was just drinking it. I'd make, like, uh, shots in, like, water or pop or whatever. I'd throw, like, a gram of it in there, drink it. I would do probably fucking 10 to 15 grams a day and it was for 10 grams overnighted it was like a hundred bucks wow. like just over a hundred bucks <clears throat> and I was pretty much doing that 
every day, but I would stretch it out to be like every other day sometimes, you know. I had to order three times a day, uh, three times a week anyway, to make it work. I ordered so much that the owner of the company actually gave me his phone number. So I would just text him and wow. he would bring it to the post office personally and send it. The owner of the company? Yeah, the owner of the place that I ordered this shit from gave me his personal number. Wow. Like, that was fucking a good-ass customer. Right. Well, so then I eventually, uh, you know, like, uh, probation ends up catching wind of this shit, and uh, they popped at random. Uh, they ended up figuring out a way. They had to go, because Michigan, it's a scheduled drug. Sure. Only in Michigan. So they ended up having to pay all this money to pretty much get these tests from Michigan and they had to send them to the labs in Michigan. It was a big ordeal, but I was the first person in the state of Minnesota to fail for this shit on a random drug screen. Motherfucker. Right. Nobody even knew about it. Doctors, nobody even knew about this shit. Right. Nobody. And then, uh, so the first time I just, uh, I ended up sitting a couple days in jail for it. And then, um, how old were you there? This is probably fucking. This was probably like what? I'm twenty. This is probably when I was like twenty seven when I, when I finally failed for the T. Sure. But I've been going in and out of jail from, twenty three all the way till I ended up inevitably going and sitting my whole sentence. Like yeah. you know, like a week here, day here, day here. You know, for a couple of days here. Yeah. Just from probation violations and shit. So I was no stranger to fucking jail, and then I ended up sitting in jails anyway for other dumb shit but uh all my charges are all drug related i guess mostly just weed and uh but all my probation violations were mostly just booze until yeah until i, I failed for some i failed for a lot of drugs i guess no man that's a fucking lie yeah, <laughs> yeah i failed for a lot of drugs yeah. but uh yeah so then um i i seen uh i seen it coming you know what i mean like uh I was so hopeless on this shit that, like, I literally didn't move without it. My entire, like, my entire week to two weeks was planned on, like, how, when I was going to get it, how my order was, and, like, I could tell you where the FedEx person is in Roseau at any time. Wow. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I can just, I know, like, because I would, she maybe delivered it twice. Yeah. Other than that, I was there finding her and getting wow. it early. We were from on the, first, from, from the, the trap. Fed, yeah, yeah. Jeez. So it was like everything revolved just around that shit, and then um, I eventually uh, I failed again, and because uh, I told them it was kind of a deal, like, listen, like you don't do it from here on out. So I tried to get off it, and uh, for like a couple of days, and it just wasn't jiving. So I said, fuck it, and uh, they never tested us for months after that. And then finally we got spraying again on a random, and of course I failed, you know. I knew right away. So I knew I was going to fucking jail. I knew, like, it was coming. Like, they were going to execute me in um, drug court. Yeah. So, yeah, I forget about that. I was in drug court for two years, or like a year and a half, two years, coming up on two years anyway. And uh, it's like a 14-month program. Sure. That's what they say anyway. Yeah. Fuck that. But, uh... So I seen jail coming, so I knew how bad it was coming off that shit in the comfort of my own home. Yeah. So doing it from a jail cell would have not been fun. So uh, I started, what I did was I went extreme and started doing micro shots into my arteries. 
and it was the only place I could guarantee I could hit every time. Yeah. So the arteries, and then I ended up catching a huge ass blood clot in my right hand, and uh, so I check into jail. Um, I go actually for a sanction hearing on that second failed test, and they wanted me to restart probation, restart drug court. It was a big ordeal type thing. They wanted me to restart drug court, and uh, there's just no way it was going to happen. I said, no way, man. I'm like, uh, I'll just go sit the eight months. And they tried to talk me out of it and everything, but I thought it was what I needed. I tried probation for how long? I yeah. sucked at it. Yeah. It wasn't doing me any, any favors being out and about, so I figured eight months of sobriety probably was exactly what I fucking needed. So, And where if they had to send me to prison, so be it. I was like, I was fine with it. Yeah. They Thankfully, they allowed me to sit out county, but I went in there and I told them, yeah, I wanted to start right now. I'm like, you give me three hours to get my affairs in order, I will come back and uh, check myself in tonight. Fuck. I'm fucking with my, my truck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my fob, I guess. I'm just dirty. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... Yeah, so then all of a sudden... So I, I know that I'm going to jail, and I remember I took the three hours... They let you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well... That's- I think uh, I had a chance. I've always had chances to run from him, and I've never, yeah. never ran from any of my oh, shit, okay. you know, and whatnot. I mean, I've ran in other ways, like just played the probation game and just True. did whatever I had to do, do this class, do this class to get yeah. out of jail. Or yeah. I've done outpatient seven fucking times. Yeah. You know, like, God damn, cog skills, this stupid class. I've done fucking every one of them in this town. And only inpatient once, but... I consider the jail an impatient tool. Sure. But, uh, so then, uh, yeah, so then I knew I was coming, I was essentially checking in for an eight-month stay in jail. Right. So I got all my affairs in order, um, went and, uh, um, went and got just loaded. I think I did a bunch of Ambien and drank a bunch and did one more big amount of uh, that tea, like the, the, the synthetic drug. I just mm-hmm. drank a bunch of it. Yeah. And uh, I did get off it. I fucking, I didn't spend one day in that place in a withdrawal. I didn't. The only the only side effect was that I couldn't sleep. The insomnia from coming off of that drug was, it was crippling, man. You just sat awake. You could not sleep. Sure. You were tired. But like, so the first three days in jail, I don't think I slept. But mm. I ended up <clears throat> asking one of the jailers about my hand because my my right hand was black. And like my two fingers were completely black, and uh, yeah, within an hour, boom, I was laying in a hospital bed in Grand Forks, and they were telling me that I was about to die. They were really just—they were really discreet about it, cause I assumed I'd lose my hand. And I thought maybe you know, after all these years, ah, fuck, if that's what has to happen for me to learn my goddamn lesson, that's what will happen. But. So I'm laying there, and uh, I just think I'm losing my hand. And I was asking, you know, when they were going to lock my fingers off, you know. Yeah. And the guy's like, we're not even worried about your hand right now. He's like, if that blood clot lets go, he's like, it'll take your life. So then it just, like, you know, the stakes got raised, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, then it was best case scenario, I'd lost my hand. And then slowly but surely, it moved to I would lose my fingers. And then I was there for four days. Wow. And then finally they released me back. Well, they released me on my own deal. Like, I just left with my parents, my mom and my stepdad. And 
like uh, they were freaking out like the, the people in town because they were asking me like because I told them I asked if I'm supposed to come right back to town and check in the jail right. so mind you I didn't even have my clothes I'm still in just oh, orange right like I got sent down there with orange pants pretty much everything orange from my waist down I didn't have a shirt no shirt what? No, I, they like I took it off in um, in Roseau and they, I never brought it with me. So <laughs> yeah, it's just dumb. But uh, yeah, so I sat down there for like four days, not sure if I was gonna die or if my hand was gonna fucking fall off or what was going on there. So then they bring me. I check in in the morning, and uh, I check in. Yeah, that next morning to jail again and start my eight month jail bit, man. And but before you checked in, where were you? I stayed out at uh, where my dog was being watched. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. like so, I was I was okay. out at a family friend's, I guess, like because I had shut my whole trailer down pretty much. Like the the heat was down to yeah. like forty. Yeah. You know, like it was just I didn't want to fire everything up. Right. For a night, so. Yeah. I ended but you up just, stayed there, so would that have been? I mean, was that costly? You know what I mean? Like, cause well, no. could they have got? They would be like, well, where were you last night? Oh, you know no, because I, mean? like, I, I talked to him and whatnot, and I told him, I think I even told him where I was going to be staying. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, if I remember correctly, but uh, yeah, man, I, I just remember talking to them about it and uh, whatnot, and yeah, they were they were completely fine with me checking in the morning. They just, well, how do we know you're not going to use? Right, that, I guess that's, like, that's they, what I... Yeah, they asked me that, yeah. and I was like, wow... I guess you don't. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I already offered to check in tonight. I'm yeah. Like, if you guys are really worried about it, I'll come right back and check in. Well, why didn't they? Like, I what was their know, deal? Man. Like, you said, don't worry about it, you know? Just That's like, interesting. Check in in the morning. <laughs> They're like, sure, it, stay it was, at your buddy's house. Right. So I stayed there with yeah. my dog, and then I remember I got drunk, was pissed, and then right. I smoked. A little bit of reefer, and then ended up going into jail because I knew eight months was eight months. Was like, right. Fuck it. <laughs> you know, and then I went in, and yeah, man, it was uh, it was different. Then I sat in there for eight months, and slowly but surely, for the next two months, I had like weekly doctor appointments for my hand for yeah. checkups and shit, and they had me on like the extreme blood thinners and all this jazz and. Eventually, what happens is uh, my hand is fine. I mean, they're both still swollen, like, to beat hell, but um, I have them. Right. Yeah, and, like, they're swollen some days more than others. Yeah. I don't know what the hell that means, but... Right. Yeah, man, they get cold a little quicker, but... Yeah, so I sat eight months in jail, got out, and here we are. I've been fucking sober. Well, sober is because I drink still. And I've ne- I try not to hide that fact yeah. because, like, I don't claim to be in recovery. I do claim to be off of hard drugs, though. Yeah. And that's that's the fucking truth of it. So yeah. I've been off hard drugs now since January 2nd of uh, 2019. Yeah. So, yeah, I missed it. I, I sat all of 2019, essentially. Pretty much, Turned 28 in there. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I've done some dumb shit my whole life. I mean, a lot of, I mean, like, if I just sat here and riffed on the stories and shit, you know, we could be here all day, but I don't know, man. It uh, wasn't worth it. No, I fucking probably, 
I would love to say I'd do it differently, but I just, I like who I am. And yeah. I'm not a what-if type guy. Right. You know, I feel no reason in even wondering what would happen if I'd done shit differently. Yeah. So for that reason, I would do it all again. And I think knowing myself and the mentality I had back then, I think I would have probably went harder. Right. And it's it's a weird deal, but it's just the truth of it. Yeah. And it's not that I would go harder because of... Uh, because it was worth it in the end because it wasn't like I right. said but it's just I just know myself man and I, the way I thought back then I, I was I constantly pushed the the envelope of how much drugs with my body weight that I could put in sure don't know how like a normal day like prior to rehab it was like wake up and I would already before I went to work I worked second shift before I went to work, I'd already done 200 and some dollars worth of drugs. And I was just, like, breakfast, that was the start of my fucking day. Jeez. So, it, yeah. like, the money-wise, it was definitely not worth it. Yeah. And um, my health defects that I constantly have today, that makes it unworth it, too. I've shaved so many years off my life. Almost died how many times already? Way more than a cat. Yeah. You know, I have way more than nine. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, overall, seen some dumb shit, done some dumb shit, almost died more times than I can count, done a ludicrous amount of drugs, um, and with all that just comes the whole drug, sex, rock and roll lifestyle type thing, and, uh, yeah, eventually everything fades away and it's just about drugs, Yeah. and you're just kind of empty inside, you got nothing really. Besides that, at the end of the day. I mean, granted, most people got a lot to worry about in their day. All I had to worry about was how I was going to get high, but that shit was exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm just, now I'm 28, and I'm just tired. <laughs> it's just over it, man. Right. I, I couldn't do it today, I promise you that. I just, it's... I mean, you got to imagine the demographic. Anybody who would get to this point into, I mean, just this episode, just your story not just but right yeah. like like they're probably 18 they're oh, probably yeah. 16 yeah man. could even be 14 right either way you're 10 years ago to now you're we're, you're like you're well, I was in that fucking that. high school. Right, exactly. You're um, talking to dumb amounts of drugs right and like, now, you're saying okay guys like and like none of it was fucking worth it. Well, what else? Like, like when you like, I, there were so many times when you should have, when I got enough should have been enough. Yeah. At eighteen, at nineteen, man, yeah. Every fucking year, like how many bullets a guy can dodge throughout his life, I do not know. But, but what I else? Managed to do it. What else would you have a person do? Like if somebody came to you and said, "Okay, I'm heading down that road. What should I do?" Fuck man, that's a that's a it's a loaded question because it's like there's no cookie cutter absolutely like solution to it. Yeah. If it, if it, if there was, this would be eradicated by now. Yeah. This is something that, unfortunately, the powers to be. Fucking subjected us to. It's like yeah. it, I mean, like for how many years, the entirety of the nineties. They were still claiming that like pain medication, this shit wasn't fucking addictive. Right. They, right. We're a product of that. Like we're a product of like just the like whether or not like the the bad drugs, if you will, like yeah. the heroin and 
all this shit at one point in time was a cure-all, you know? Yeah. Like, this yeah. has been, like, I don't know, it's just, like, we've been fed this yeah. one way or another throughout time, and, of course, our bodies are going to love it for a short time. It's yeah. just until you don't have it now, and now it's a fucking nightmare. But even but, with even on the drugs, it can be a nightmare. Right. Like, you know, because you're not... Even when I'd get high at the end, man, I wasn't happy. Right. I was still a depressed dude. Fucking, it was either get clean or end it. Right. You know, I wasn't going to live like that much longer, but... Well, let's go back to, like, the beginning. Like, like where you hit stop and go back to the beginning, it was... It's not to say that your dad, right? Like, your dad did it, but, like... It was just a traumatizing experience in a young kid's life. So, like... If you can look, I mean, if correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. I don't claim to know anything about what you went through. Yeah. But the the thing is, if you can look within, right, and know, or at least attempt to start to understand some self-awareness, if you will, do you think that could be a good, solid place to start for somebody who goes, man, I, I'm, I am going down that road? Where should for I start? sure, man. And like just talking to people more openly about it, like put being ashamed of it if you are, and if you're not ashamed of it, man, it's still something that uh, it's not a it's not a cure for whatever the fucking reason you're doing it, and yeah. everybody uses it for different reasons. And I feel I still don't even completely know why yeah. what I numbed, but like yeah. it's a band aid for to make life hell. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. you trade. You, you trade a lifetime of just feeling decent for moments of feeling great, but a lifetime of shit. Yeah. You know, like you have moments throughout where you feel good, but like your whole life afterwards just sucks ass. I mean, because like, you're sick. You know, like no matter how much you try, like, even fucking celebrities can't go high 24-7. You right. know what I mean? There's just the, the peaks are just too high yeah, and the lows are just too low. Fuck yeah, man. You can't. The lows do not justify the highs. Yeah, That's I mean it's just sure. a cliche because I, I mean maybe people have heard this before. Maybe people have heard you know. Well, my story is no different than most. You know what yeah. I mean? Like mine's probably pretty tame compared to some. And like people, like everyone has their own bottom. It just took me almost dying a lot of times sure. to do it, and it was never like I was never destructive to. Well, not never, but for the most part, I was usually only destructive to myself. Yeah. I mean, more so than other people, but I sold drugs. Yeah. So that is harming other people, families, like the, you know, the, like the web, if you will, of like the, how far that reaches out. Right. I mean, this, it goes back to like the, the selling of cigarettes, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. Which that'll, I'm just going to throw it out there. That one's coming up. That one's episode three, so I don't want to take away from your story, but I'm. Yeah. No, I'm, it's. It's the same concept. Is yeah, what we're going at. you're, you're selling like, addiction, right? You know, and you're selling cancer at an affordable rate. Yeah, like that was your line. That was such a like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> actually, we just justified, you know, justified selling cigarettes on our own. But yeah. then on top of that, like you're you're justifying why you were selling drugs. Yeah, to for yourself. Sure. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like I just had to to survive at the time. If 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 that makes sense I guess to to make to make my life not suck as bad yeah. you know like yeah. to just be on my normal daily drug binge and that sucked so then why why 
why did you agree to start talking about it? I don't know, man. I just figured uh, being... I wear this shit on my sleeves, man. I just, I'm not ashamed about it anymore. Yeah. You know, more or less. And, like, coming from a small town, most of these people in here, like, in town already know yeah. about where, you know, a lot of my shit. So, and you spend enough time in the system, too. They all know who you are. And yeah. I mean, why... I mean, it's not a hush-hush thing. And there's too many people now, like, dying from... Like, even people, like I said, like, I had friends make it out. 100% out of that whole thing went to prison did their thing did their bids and then got out and they were sober but now like the after effects of it like yeah. the mental illness of it like the depression that comes along with like after like the aftermath of long term drug use sure nobody like that's not in the brochure man right and, like I've had like numerous friends take their own lives now because of it and I feel like maybe there's just more people more open to talk about it and just say, like, wow. Like, I mean, yeah, you can do it all you want, man. I'm not here to tell somebody what to do and what not to do because yeah. I just know better. You tell me yeah. not to do something back then, man, I'm going to fucking do the opposite. Probably even today. Yeah. To some extent. You know, yeah, for I'm, sure. I, I think just, that's why we're sitting in the same room. Yeah. Right? Like, like fuck, man. tell me what to do, tell you what to do or what not to do. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. So Here, hold that, my beer. Watch this. Yeah, and with that man, it's like uh, it's just I can just tell you like how it's gonna end. Yeah, and it's like there's really three fucking options, and like it's that's another fucking like uh, corny ass thing too. I mean, it's but it's fucking true. Now that I've been through the whole thing and at the other side, yeah, you're either locked up or fucking dead or sober. Yeah. Like, right, what, you take your pick. There's not man, much in and, between. And like, yeah. You, you fuck around with something long enough, no matter how good and how slick you think you are. Yeah. You get caught. It's yeah. just, it's it's how it's gonna happen, man. And I'd have probably, you know, to be honest, I probably would have gotten caught a lot sooner had I not been taking all the profit and putting it back into my body. Sure. So I'd have dumb money. Yeah. yeah. So. Because that that would have had red flag number one, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Huge well, red flag. Yeah, working at Ace Hardware. Sure. Fucking just, pulling up in a Lambo. Yeah. You know, and that's just stupid extreme, yeah, but, but yeah. Fuck, it wasn't out of the realm of possibilities, right. I guess. You know, right. like to make a payment. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have dropped the whole cash down, but I bet I could have made right. a payment on it. Yeah. But yeah, it's but just, even just one payment would be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, well, fuck yeah. No, They're this like, is not. So yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, like my mom said that one time too. She go like my the word was getting around that I was selling drugs and shit, and she told my sister that if uh, if Cody sold drugs, he's the worst drug dealer ever because he never has any money. <laughs> and, like, sure. So the sure. illusion was complete, man. Yeah. It was. It was pretty much. Uh, it was hellish. Well, because it's like is it like a stereotype maybe from the outside in or maybe even from the inside is that you all you always have money from for being you know dealing drugs is that what it is or what what was that no like what's the illusion oh like that uh like cause i didn't want him to know i was selling drugs yeah. obviously so like the fact that i didn't have money like and she was completely because i was selling a lot of drugs yeah. at the time and she was she couldn't fathom that I was selling drugs yeah. because I just didn't have the money. We well, didn't have any liquid cash on you. you right, right, right. But yeah, yeah I had wealth and far as far as drugs go, yeah. but it was like uh, it was off off the radar for her anyway. Sure, sure. I never so that must be money. like an outside in. Yeah, type so it was thing. just kind of like an illusion that like yeah. all right, so she 
didn't think I was selling drugs. Yeah, so you didn't have rolls of cash yeah. running around like it, like the whole stereotype. No, I fucking love right? that. I used to uh, when I would, when I'd pay people back their money or whatever. I used to make money rolls with the rubber band and shit. Sure, sure. And I'd just bean it right through their car window. And <laughs> oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah, I'd just throw it out. I was a dick. I got I got like kicks weird ways. They and they weren't mad. I mean, you get two grand thrown at your face. Oh, You're with mad. the window open here, yeah. I'm imagining oh, yeah. it's closed. No, like, no, you just break like, you know, the window like, because no. you know. But I just not, huck right. a fucking, <laughs> you know, you get hit in the face with two to five grand. Right. You're pissed right away, but you're like, oh fuck. Well, actually, okay. Yeah. That's cash. Uh, Fine. Yeah. Dick. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Get away with it. Right. Get away with it. I've gotten away with some dumb shit that I should have gotten my ass pounded for. But well, I think that's your personality. Yeah. Though. And not just it's people are like, God, I can't even hate you. Like, like, why can't we hate you? I don't know, because I just don't give a shit, guy. Well, there are people that dislike me, man, but uh, fuck them. I I just don't care. Right. And I'm the type of cat that'll actually roll right up and knowing you dislike me, look in the eyes and ask, how the fuck you doing? Yeah, and that's the hard part. You're like, wait a minute. Like, I I feel that that was a genuine, how you doing? I don't like you, but I'm still going to tell you how I'm feeling because you just asked me. Yeah. That's don't awesome. Shit. I just don't even I'm past right. trying to be fake. Exactly. Which then, so I think this would be a good point to like bring up to somebody like how the hell did we come together? Oh, yeah, right? no shit. We were very different but very similar. Yeah. I don't know man, uh, about halfway through jail they granted me Huber. And, and for, uh, you, for people who don't know what yeah, Huber is, work with, mean, yeah, work Huber. release. Okay. So they granted me work release so I could get a job or whatever. And um, the job I was doing, it's a pain in the ass to like for him to deal with the the jails and shit like that. Them having to know where I'm at at all times and shit doing construction and pain in the ass. So he got me a job. My brother got me a job out of B and B essentially by you know putting in a good word but yeah. and all that. Yep. And yeah, you were the lead there, and then bada bing, bada boom, the rest is history, man. Right. Two, two. And it's weird to live literally, like not even a full city block from each <laughs> exactly. other. Exactly. Didn't know it at the time, yeah. but all of a sudden was not like, hey, yeah, I'm driving down that uh, that road, and you're like, what? Well, that's where I'm driving. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we lived right by each other too, and then. And then some crazy happenings. Right? Like, yeah. we just worked together real well. Find your replacement was from my boss, if you will. Yeah. Like just a, a good dude saying, hey, first out of the gates, find your replacement. Not even started there in February. Wasn't there three weeks. You started in March. Then it was like, whoa. Okay, we heard that this guy's good. Sure and then it was like, hey... This guy's really good. This guy's really smart. He can read prints. I don't even know what a print was at the time. Like, you're like, what is this? What is that? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. You know more than I do, right? And it was like crazy cool. A whole year, well, pretty much a year. Yeah. You could say nine months or ten months or eleven. doesn't matter. But (laughs) then we just go, all right, now we are rocking together this area that was just Shit Dog show. shit, yeah. <laughs> and then it was he flipped it on its ass. Right. And then it was uh I mean money, whatever. Money's dumb, but yeah. Like we 
we know signs. Like, we look at signs and go, there's something here. Right, we need right. to just There's just too many weird little coincidences. Exactly. Like, what is this? And that's kind of the dawn of this, of off the cuff, of just hitting record and going, man, this is what we do. Yeah, bro, if I could fucking... If I can uh, make a living just being me. Right. <laughs> that's a, right? That's ideal. This <laughs> is what... I think... This is what it is. Like, next episode, we're going to get into some crazy stuff of, like, what we come up with. We feel it. I know yeah. it sounds corny, cliche, or otherwise, but when we feel something's like, whoa, I feel like people are going to definitely chime in about this somehow, some way. And a lot of we shit's both click. shit that, I, that we just think is funny. No, right. You you know? Know? That's the fun. Yeah. yeah that's the fun part. Like, and I think it's going to entertain. And... Even if it doesn't, what do we get out of it? Yeah. A good damn time. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, this one was, I guess, kind of a, more of a grim topic, if you will. But, so, like, a darker topic. Right. But a lot of this shit I still laugh about on the daily. Right. Like, a lot of this dumb shit we do is fucking human beings. and just, Right. I mean, you got to be able to laugh at it, man. <laughs> Fuck. I think that's another awesome point of, like, if somebody's just there. Like, if somebody has gotten to this point in this episode they are hooked they're going okay i what the need fuck we have? We we're an hour, an hour, hour and a half right right you know like if somebody has listened like from my experience with any kind of video audio somebody's like audience if you will yeah, yeah. you have to be somewhat okay i need help of some sort right, well, right. if Especially that's what got one, you man. to this point seek the help yeah right fuck yeah talk to somebody man like i i talked to a shrink man right fuck Right. That was like the first time I was actually 100% honest with somebody because I knew it was legally binding. Right. He say shit, I will sue his ass. Right. Easily. And, yeah. yeah and like, then, and you will win. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, hands down. I, yeah. I could walk in the shirt cocking it. You know what I mean? Just right. no pants. Just right. walk in there. I'm going to win. <laughs> like, it doesn't shirt, matter. Shirt cocking it. Yeah. Dude, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> never heard that. Yeah. Awesome. Like, it doesn't matter. It's, I'm going to win. So, right. Uh, right. That, that one's great, man. But one of them. Like, but uh, I think then, that, uh, then it's worth him telling all my dudes. Right, because right. like, fuck, let me pay for every secret you told <laughs> Fuck. But I think that's the thing, is is if that's the... If you're ashamed, if you... Like, you're embarrassed, or what other people think, or whatever, right? Like, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter, man. Zero. These people don't matter anymore. Exactly. Like, I mean, relationships are one thing in yeah. life. Like, it seems like that is one thing, is like, humans that, like... That matter the most. Yeah. Like at the end of it all, yeah. like when we're about to die. Right. It's experiences and relationships. Right. And like, I mean, but if you really care so much about all these, what everyone, I mean, fuck what somebody thinks about you. Yeah. Because right? I mean, if you're fake, do they really like you anyway? Right. Just you be can't you, be man. yourself. Be unrelentlessly through. yourself. Yeah. Be an individual. Exactly. Quit fucking letting Facebook dictate what the hell you do. Right. Like, fucking. The Facebook perfect, TikTok perfect, whatever you want to, whatever platform yeah, you're you know, trying for, to be. And to go on record, fucking Instagram model, man. Oh, like, right. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, God dang, dude. Like, it's so basic these days. Like, mm-hmm. people, be you, be an individual. Right. Yeah. Don't follow these trends and shit. Right. It's going to repeat itself. Like, damn right. It, but it's at the same time, the only people who are finding some real solid happiness within themselves. Yeah, yeah. Are the people who, like you just said, who are unrelentlessly 
themselves and yeah. you right like I think that's why you and I click so hard is like we just don't care yeah, well know? it ain't like, always been like that obviously it's just yeah. that was like one thing now being on this edge of it seeing yeah. and experiencing everything I've done I just I don't know man it's fucking it's, it's tiring to try to be someone else Absolutely. to put a mask on every day is just a bitch for right. it it's more Look exhausting more yeah. exhausting you, to try to do whatever else to try to cover up your true self oh, then yeah. you just be it You're like ugh be you dude you'll save so much energy so much time so much what you can give and take right like you oh, can yeah. probably take more if you just be you if that's what you're after right what? But, ugh so yeah this is a good one I think I think I think this is well, this is a good yeah. like this is like the first one yeah. You know, like yeah. the first, uh, the second one, but the <laughs> right. first, yep. like, where we actually had something going on. Right. Hell yeah. This is, this is solid. I, I think, yeah. I think a person can truly say, dude, I listen to this. Do not. Do not, right? If you're going down this road, please listen to this. Well, right. Well, yeah. and like, I mean, I guess a lot of shit that gets left out, too, is, like, just through the span of time, the amount of friends that I've lost from overdoses, yeah. from the quote-unquote drug deal gone wrong. Right. Something that just disappeared. You yeah. know, like, sure. you just don't know what happened. Yeah. But you just knew they were into some shit, so you figured, yeah, you owe the wrong people money, and you just kind of vanish. Yeah. That's kind of commonplace in that whole life. Right. And I don't know, man. Too many times... Of just like of of like five minutes is all it took for somebody to me being on the phone with them to them being dead. You right. Know, it's like shit. Right. Another one. Yeah. Like it's I don't know why it didn't kill me. It should have every time. Should have killed my ass. But I'm not dead. Right. So here we are. That's why I talk so openly about it. Like fuck. Yeah. Man. I mean. Like, I don't know. It's just like I said, like it changes every damn time, and I guess like I guess this one is I kind of went in like a chronological order. Usually sure. I don't go in like a timeline. Yeah. Usually I just say shit. <laughs> just kind of fucking talk stories. I think you'll get. But better. the more the more yeah. that anybody listens to this podcast, I promise, the more you're gonna hear these random fucking stories come out. Right. Because I do exactly. have to fuck. Sometimes I get repetitive on them because I think they're fucking hilarious. Right. Well, that and I think your narrative is your like whatever we want to tell ourselves. Yeah. Like like your story, my story of my life, your story of your life. Like we remember what we want to. Right. We remember it in a way that we want to remember it. It doesn't matter. Like nobody's gonna question. Well, I don't think you took that on that day and did it that way. Oh fuck you. Yeah. You know, like I remember oh, it this fuck. way. And this is how I accept that in my life. I don't give a shit what you think and remember on it's yours. Like, every, like, life is tough. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Okay, like, like, life is a bitch already. Absolutely. Like, like just from day to day. from Everyone's got their fucking struggles and shit. Yeah. But, now why take a life that's already going to be pretty fucking challenging and make it way harder? Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're going to just turn the fucking volume out. Yeah. That. Like, you... Just go to 11 quick and, yeah, make it way harder than it has to be. And uh, just for moments of uh, not caring, you know, like just moments of numbness and then yeah. you make life so much fucking harder. 
Right. So I mean, we're already yeah, we're pretty much already fucked if you get right. Like, yeah, like life's already pretty shit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, life you can enjoy it all you fucking want. Like yeah, yeah it's like I love life, but yeah. like yeah, we, it's not easy. You right. know, like sometimes right. life is not easy or fair or none of that shit. Right. But why avidly do shit? Like avidly hurt yourself, number one, yeah. and then. Like, how do you justify it, really? Like, how do you justify avidly killing yourself slowly, faster than you're already dying? So you're already speeding that process up. Right. And then making your your day-to-day life just fucking shit. Like, it just sucks. Right. And the way you say speeding life up or whatever, like... Turn well, you into, live fast. Right, turn into fast, exactly. Yeah. Like, you turn into dog years. Yeah, you live you know? fast, and like, I... Yeah, I'm 28 now, but I, I don't think I my my body and or my health tests in at a 28 year old anymore. I'm right. Like, shit. My liver and kidneys and shit have been taking like a speed bag for the whole sure. day, like for the last 10 years. Right. I got my tenure in drugs and street knowledge and done. I retired. Right. Yeah, what I didn't really, I couldn't really bring that in, like into my dome and say, what do you mean he's retired? Yeah. Until, you know, I kind of just ponder on what you've been through, what you've done, what you've, you know, that's a big deal. Yeah, because it was like a full-time job, you know, yeah. so like I completely, I just, just stay that life, fuck it, it's way easier in. this way. Right. And, and I, then to recognize. When like, I'm relaxed, like on my own now, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, like before I'd be crawling out of my fucking skin, sure. you know, like you couldn't. But now, day to day, man, I don't need a drug to get me relaxed and shit. I don't yeah. Know, like, I still, like, I, I still don't sleep for shit. Like, I swear I got PTSD from some of that sure. shit that I've seen, but. Sure. You know. I mean, to be expected. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I mean, look it's at the like veterans nowadays. It's like the one nowadays. lasting shit. Right. Is just me and my sleep and my dreams kill me sometimes. Right. Well, I mean, our, our, anybody who serves in any kind of military, they see some pretty gruesome shit. Oh, hell yeah. And here, what are they doing, right? They're all fucking different. Right, they're in their heads and, ugh, sleeping, probably not great. And and I'm not, I don't want to put drug addiction to then being in the military, but it'd be the same concept of PTSD. Just, yeah, the whole deal of what you expose yourself to and shit. Right, so that's the next thing, but it's, uh... Definitely. Well, and last, I think we'll probably yeah, call it, but I think, think yeah, last but not least, like the correction system. Fuck. I don't know, man. I mean, not. I think uh, I do. I support um, rehabilitate like like rehabs over yeah. like rehabilitation for this issue over incarceration, for the most part. But like I said, it's on an individual basis. Yeah. I'll be honest, I needed to just get my ass locked away for a little while. Yeah. And that's what I needed. But that's not necessarily what everyone fucking needs. Right. You know? I mean, it's just, you're not going to, I mean, you can be forced into the beginning of, beginning stages, I think, of recovery. But when you've lived your life for so long and you get wrapped up in the system, you have to change overnight. Yeah. And that's just ludicrous to me. Like, yeah. how the fuck do you think that's going to happen? Do you right. know anything about addiction, homie? Like, right. come on. Because now you think that that's just going to Yeah, like it's, it. like, it's just, to them, it should be that easy. Well, you flagged for this. Yeah, no shit. Right. 
Why do you? Th- what are my charges? I'm a drug addict, man. Yeah. Fuck. I think, like you said, was individual. We're just blanketing the shit. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't work like that. No. And no. it'd be the same thing. I mean, you brought up a ton of good points. It's, it's the. Hey, what should I do if I, you know, if I'm eighteen, sixteen, shit, even, you know, forty-eight, fifty, whatever, and I know I have an addiction. Like you said, there's no cookie cutter answer. No, and like I, I don't expect, I don't, I don't try to front to be a pro about this, but right. it's just, I just you know what, what worked, worked for me. For yeah, yeah, what worked for me. Um, what, uh, you know, just kind of, yeah, what worked for me to get off it, but at the same time, I, I just know, I think it exposed like uh, problems that I was actually trying to figure out. Like I was never comfortable with myself. Now sure. I am. Yeah, I was like to be alone too with myself was a nightmare for me. But now yeah. I'm more comfortable than ever by myself. I yeah. love it. Yeah, you know, I rather there's days I'd rather not see anybody. Right, <laughs> I don't want like, and not out of like a depressive state. No, just yeah. because I'm just not feeling. It. I just want yeah. to be by myself. Right, man. like I don't know. Like in in your own being, saying you know what, like I'm full. Yeah, you know, like I'm fulfilled, if you will, like me. Yeah. It could be other parts. You like sure partner or whatever you know whatever it is but like that's a big deal to just know about yourself that's pretty cool yeah awesome and now we're just a kind of a a hippie-ish fucking guy (laughs) who still looks as if he's on drugs most of the time just because (laughs) I did too much I feel like I still look like this but uh yeah that is pretty damn cool though that you don't I mean that you're you and there's nothing else to that you know like I think that's what I respect most just about you is like this is it this is what you get what you see and and what you hear and what you what you're going through because there's nothing else and that's I think that's another reason why we hang why we hang so well because like whatever falls out of my yap that's it yeah I try to refuse to apologize for anything I say I know <laughs> exactly. Sometimes I, I have been like, oof. Humbling happens. Like I maybe that was a little uncool. Absolutely. You know, like right. it has happened. There's right. definitely a line, but I yeah. mean, like, for the most part, it's it's all out there. Like if I've said it, ninety nine point nine percent, I'm gonna stand behind it and say because I said it. Yeah. That's literally how I'm feeling. I don't do anything else. If I'm like, I love it, great. If I don't love it, I hate it. I don't like it. Whatever it is. But that is awesome. So, anybody out there listening, if you feel like this is something that somebody needs to hear, please, by all means, put it out there. Share it. Let us know. You know, let us know if they need help. Let us know if we can do anything to help. I, I mean... I know I'm kind of speaking for both of us, but what is that all right? Yeah, yeah. If, if there's I mean, something that any of us can do in this community, in any community, go seek that help. And it's not help from, like, a helpless... Yeah, I mean... It's just... Well, hell, I was fucking real. helpless, but... It's well, like, I, it, it, it doesn't make you weak... Right, there ...to seek That's the what help, I'm to say, you know? Yeah. You're no weaker than anyone else, man. No. And you're just no weaker. It's not like you're weak-willed because you're an addict. Right. That's another common, I think, misperception. People just, why can't you just stop? Right. It's like, fuck you, man. Right, why can't you just stop breathing? Yeah, bro, like... <laughs> nope. 
hate it. Yeah. Some people are just very narrow-minded. I yeah. Think, Absolutely. Fuck. Yeah, for sure. All right. And uh, till number three, this is episode number two of Off the Cuff. Bye for now.